Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. I wanted to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode where we unpack meal planning. And the second part of the equation of fasting is what to do when you break a fast. So no, don't worry. We won't be talking about buying the 15 packs of little food prep containers and spending your whole weekend prepping for your week. But what we wanted to tell you about was the upcoming challenge coming up on February 23rd. We have packed the start of this calendar year with back-to-back challenges due to the request and the demand. So we are super excited. And today's episode is really a great conversation or a peek into what it is that we really spend a considerable amount of time on during the challenge, which is the two-part equation of fasting, which is how to fast, what's allowed, and then what do I do when I break my fast? Yeah, you really do need to focus on both sides of the equation to get them both right so you can see success with long-term fasting and implementing a fasting lifestyle. So we open up the conversation here, and we're going to get into that in some more detail during the challenge and within the uh, the week-to-week structure of our continuity group as well. So this is a really cool thing, and um, I think it's going to be a good episode. I agree. So if you've been on the fence about getting into one of the challenges, you've done one in the past, it's time to re-engage. You can go to www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. Click the link for all the details, dates, and more information. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Just uh, excited about today's conversation. If you are new to the podcast, go ahead and check out our free resources on the website. You can download the Fast Start Guide PDF, Six Simple Steps to Put One Meal a Day Fasting into Your Day-to-Day Life, or you can download the Insulin Assessment and get some subjective data or some insight into whether or not you may have some insulin issues that need to be addressed. One of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast is regulating blood sugar, balancing hormones, adopting the fasting lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. a couple of tools to go check out. If you've already downloaded the Fast Start Guide, didn't know we had another resource, go ahead and and head on over and grab it. Um, Let's see here. So today's conversation, Tommy, we're going to talk about meal planning. And this is a very popular method uh, in the I need to get healthy and lose weight world, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't get to your ideal place in terms of what you want to look like, what you want to feel like, what you want the number on the scale to be Mm -hmm. uh, without counting calories, tracking macros, working out five to six days a week, and knowing exactly what you're going to eat for the entire week and putting it in nice little containers, cooking 73 chicken breasts and 14 dozen eggs and overnight oats and putting all that stuff and planning it and prepping it. So a couple layers here, um, but let's start with this question that came in. And um, I think it's going to lead to a good conversation is like, I struggle with the meal planning after I've been fasting and getting Mm -hmm. like into my schedule each week. 
you know, um, cooking for just yourself and ended up eating the same thing all week because you just end up making having a bunch of leftovers, right? From the one yeah. or two recipes you pick. Yeah. And then making sure um, what approach. So the second thing would be what approach do we take to make sure that we're getting the right food? So the second biggest question we get always is what do I eat? Yeah. How, how should I fast? And then what should I eat? You know, so Correct. it's, it's, it's yin and yang. It's the, it's the, the two sides of the coin. And, you know, I, I think that it, what's easy to do if I, if I look back on my own history and, and for, for everybody pretty much in my life that I can think of, um, there's a, there's a history, like you said, of, of trying to lose that weight, trying to gain control over it. And then using a method that's usually based on, you know, what am I restricting? What am I omitting? What, what sort of things am I focused on? So even, even something like a a restrictive diet, like whether it's low carb or it's carnivore or it's, it's vegan, it's vegetarian, it's pescatarian, it's, you know, insert anything into the blanks here. There's usually some level of like, okay, I'm, I'm, or, um, juice cleanses or, you know, something else. There's, there's a lot of extreme things that either limit the calories or limit the food choices or both. And when you, when you understand and when you're using fasting successfully, it, it can almost lead a void, leave a void there where now I don't, I don't really have this restrictive plan. So how do I fill in that gap and actually break my fast and feel good about my choices long-term? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably in the fasting camp, but if you're not, right. and you just heard us say, or you heard Tommy say <laughs> that, um, being restrictive or removing certain food groups or well, wouldn't fasting be restrictive, right? It's something sometimes we hear, aren't you restricting yourself from food throughout the day? Right. Yes. But you're also opening up the ability to not have to omit complete food groups or foods that you love from your long-term plan Mm. while being in a fat loss mode, while increasing your energy, increasing your sleep quality, increasing your quality of life, decreasing your brain fog, you know, reversing your blood sugar conditions, right? So insulin sensitivity. Yeah. yeah, Gaining. Yeah. Right. So you're getting the additional benefits and putting yourself in a deficit, you know, throughout the day, let's say you start skipping breakfast and now you're doing more of an intermittent window. So like an Mm -hmm. 18 hour fasting window uh, or a 16 hour fasting window, an eight hour eating window. And that's where that second part of the conversation comes in is, okay, well, what do I break my fast with? Or what do I eat? And we have, and this is, I am, I am, speaking from a place of done it, been there, done it. Mm-hmm. We used to prep for six to eight hours on Sundays, weighing out the baggies and doing the meal prep and putting the bags in the freezer. And we'll get to the, you know, the question that we, that we got was what's in your freezer. I'll tell you exactly what's in my freezer. There's not a lot of stuff in there, right? It's definitely not frozen leftovers. So, um, when we're looking at the meal planning, I mean, we used to buy special containers and label them. And like mm-hmm. my wife's portion yeah. and my portion and just hours and hours and hours and hours. And it never garnered the result that I was looking for, you yeah. know, and it takes repetition and it takes really uh, a skill set of knowing how to track and what do I weigh my chicken raw or do I weigh it cooked? Mm. Well, the protein <laughs> and calorie content changes after you cook a steak. Yeah. Do I want to calculate that 43 calorie difference? Not, not, not really. So, so we understand personally, I understand where you're coming from where it's like this meal planning or meal prepping type 
kind of situation. So what we talk about a lot is picking your schedule at the beginning of the week. What are your goals? You know, making sure you have a goal in mind and mm-hmm. looking at your schedule. Okay. Where are your non-negotiables? Where's your lunch business meeting? Where's your meeting with, you know, a family or a friend? Where's a date yeah. night? Where is uh, I'm going to go treat myself because I've, because I deserve it. Right. I'm going to go do yeah. something and enjoy something that I love to do. Right. Maybe you're going to go to your favorite restaurant once a week, whatever it is putting those things in and then filling in the gaps around that, not having to be, uh, I don't want to say indoctrinated, but ingrained in paleo or whole 30 or like, let me look at this label and pick, make sure that there's not this one thing in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you just become hypersensitive and you're overcomplicating the situation. Fasting brings simplicity because you still get to eat and enjoy the things you love but you're just putting some boundaries around when you're eating them or when you're consuming them, which allows insulin to drop and cravings to decrease and your simplicity. And then your confidence around food and your confidence that you're getting wins and successes and seeing the scale move and your energy increase that all comes into play. So back, so back to meal planning, what does it functionally look like for a lot of the people in fasting for life? Hmm. So when, when I'm looking at my own personal choices, like you just alluded to, I love simplicity. I love having a a relatively short, short, um, walk from the question to the answer. So I don't know what I just did. Well, that rambling windy path of, of only let's see, let's see what the response is to this episode. Right. So yes, I appreciate you just sneaking that little dig in there. Thank you, sir. It really wasn't a dig. I'm more thinking about how, um, you know, we go about, my wife and I go about putting things into our own fridge and our own pantry and how we make decisions for, you know, what is our eating lifestyle? How did we get here? Because that, that was, that was built into this question too. What approach do you take to make sure you're getting the right food? And then what's in your freezer? Like, um, these are, these are good questions. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, it kind of starts with, did did my food have to travel very far from a natural environment to get to my plate? You know, was there much engineering involved? Was there a team of of scientists or you know food um, optimizers involved with it? If so, I'm probably making a different choice. At least most of the time, I'm probably going to take a left turn from that choice right there. So I I like things to get to my plate that didn't have to take a, a long windy road. You know, like this explanation. So, uh, so that's, that's that was my explanation. You're doing a good job up until right there. No, I'm that's, just yeah, that's, that's like, that, that's my, my number one rule. And then, you know, after that, I like, I like some variety. So when I'm picking fruits and vegetables, I go for a variety, like a technicolor dream coat, you know, from Seinfeld or like a, like a rainbow. I, I like different colors in my, in my fridge and, and not a whole lot of stuff in my freezer because if it's frozen, uh, unless it's meat, I'm, I'm probably not going to do much with it. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, And now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old, has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. 
And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. and We take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up. But it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTING for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Right. So yeah, to answer the question directly of what's in your freezer, right? Because we had that question come through. It's mm-hmm. for us, it's frozen frozen fruit so we can make smoothies and stuff for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife likes making smoothies and sometimes we'll do Yo Nana, right? You just put the frozen bananas and the frozen fruit in this very loud, hard to clean machine. Yeah. And you push it down and out comes like gelato and it's just oh, that's cool. natural for it's awesome. Kids love yeah. it, right? So um it's actually really good, but um it is the hardest machine to clean. But so we've got frozen, we've got um, you know, uh some some ice packs, we've got a bunch of grass fed beef, organic chicken breast, chicken thighs, chicken drumsticks, Get it so, applegate yeah. farms, breakfast sausages. The kids love to eat those cold on the go. Simple something mm-hmm. you can just throw in a cup and run out the door. Uh, but outside of that, there's really not much um, in terms of, you know, having to make big recipes or make a meal plan for the week or meal prepping for the week. And then you're eating the same thing over and over and over again. So yeah. a really good actionable thing you can do <clears throat> as we've kind of meandered through this conversation is make a list. We're creatures of habit. Like my mm-hmm. mom and dad, they, the grandparents are in town, they're here visiting. And I know that if I have a certain tea and a certain oatmeal in the house, like just basic oatmeal, plain yeah. oats, that my mom is set. I don't even have to, I, and I don't have to check on her, a little organic uh, whole milk for her tea. Yeah. She's good for the week. That's that's it. Right. So we are creatures well, of habit. Yeah. I used to eat the same thing. Like when I go to a restaurant, I get the same thing. We are creatures of habit. So if you're mm-hmm. struggling with meal planning, 
or struggling with, you know, eating the same thing or having to eat the leftovers from a certain meal, right? Then I would sit down and make a list, especially if you're fasting and you're using different fasting windows, you're, you're having breakfast once a week, maybe you're doing lunch here, you know, if a, a, you know, a lunch date or a meeting or something, mm-hmm. then you have a family gathering, or like I said, going out to a special restaurant once a week, put the breakfast, lunch, or dinner, make a list of the top five things or five recipes that you like to eat. Yeah. Look at your schedule. When are you fasting? When are your meals? Put those meals into the schedule. And if you're worried about making too much, then simply cut the recipe in half. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's something to be said about the repetition that goes into a short list like that. Like having your, your five go-tos. Like we probably have 10 at this point, my wife and I, that we pretty much cycle through every couple of weeks. Maybe maybe there's like 12. And but we're really good at, at prepping and efficient at, at prepping those and, you know, making some tweaks to them, but they taste really good. It didn't start off that way, but if you're kind of just jumping from recipe to recipe, it's not necessarily super enjoyable because there's always a learning curve to like every single recipe that you do. You might not have the right equipment for it. You know, should I buy an instant pot? Should I get an uh, air fryer? Should I, you know, invest in, in this? We needed dried mustard the other day for some recipe that oh, I wow. wanted to make. And I'm like, what is dried mustard? So I love that point that you just made that sometimes, you know, we, we, we're, we're overcomplicating it, right? Yeah. There was, used to be this company out there where they would send you the kit, all the spices, yeah. all the stuff, and you'd buy the meats and the veggies, and then you'd put them in these bags. And um, it, that company is no longer, it was, it was, it's a shame because we really enjoyed the simplicity of taking the thinking out of it. Right. Sometimes, right. but mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, um, you, you know, you make a recipe and then you're stuck with it. So Making sure, and th- I love this side of it too, like put the, and what the heck is dried mustard? I still don't know. Putting right. in the, um, the intentionality behind it also can, can help with that conversation of like, when I break the fast, how do I not overconsume? How do I not mm. try to fit everything in my window? Well, if you're really looking right. forward to something, you're much more likely going to stick with it. I was not looking forward to four hard boiled eggs and overnight oats every morning back in my powerlifting days. Right. I was not looking forward to eating. Eating was a chore. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's also that component of looking forward to things that you enjoy. And that's why I really liked what what we were unpacking here was making the list and, and, and knowing that you have something that you're going to be able to stick to. Yeah. I, I think that, um, it's, it's easy to overcomplicate it. And so just focusing on, on just those few things and, and then you can take a look and, and look at the variability within, within them. You know, you can also take a look at your, your blood work or anything else that any other data that you might have and go, well, I mean, are, are there vitamins that I should be focusing on or, or something else like that? Like you can, there, you don't have to necessarily just worry about everything that you're you're eating or am I getting the exact right proportion of, of foods and vegetables and minerals? I mean, it, there's, there's, there are actual questions that you could ask yourself and consult with a professional to get the right answer to those questions. And then you can always tweak your diet from there. But I, I feel like if you, if you go into every fast, not being sure how you're going to break it and not feeling confident about your food choices, then it's really hard to, to feel confident about your fasting choices too. It, it feels like every decision that I'm making would be kind of just like, I'm kind of just dipping my toes in. I'm not fully committed to it. 
because I, I don't have a level of confidence about how I'm going to break this fast. So then how could I really have confidence about going into this fast too? And uh, that seems like a recipe for disaster for sure. Yeah. Pun intended. Right. So absolutely. Like you're not going to have, you only have half of the equation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever talked about it in this way, but needing to always figure out what you're going to do next is a daunt. It's decision fatigue. Yeah. Right. So some of these, you know, if you look at some of, you know, uh, there's stories out there about, I don't remember who it was, but they wear the same outfit every single day. Yep. They eat the same breakfast every single day. They, they buy the same car every time they get a new car because there's this decision fatigue that can happen. And, you know, I, I I experience this sometimes where I just look at my wife or my wife looks at me and she's like, I don't, I can't make another decision today. Right. You know, I just had 40 consults. Like I don't, I just made decisions for 40 people and now I need to decide what pajamas the kids are going to wear. So I know it's a little random, but when we're looking at it from a long-term sustainability standpoint, the figuring out what to eat is start with the recipes. And then if you're like, part of the question was what approach do you take to make sure you're getting the right food? We really just want to look at balance. You know, you want to have some non-refined, you know, non-processed, you know, natural carbohydrates. If you're in a low carb, then make sure that you're getting protein and fiber on your plate. Make sure that you're eating, like you said, Tommy, things that don't have a long process to get to my plate, things that are grown, Yeah. right? Eat mm-hmm. the rainbow. There's all these different, uh, you know, cliches or adages out there about what your plate should look like. Most importantly, you need to be excited about it, mm-hmm. right? You need to look forward to it and want to eat it, right? I'm not saying put pizza and ice cream in every one of your meal plans, but right. then find some recipes that really resonate with you and, you know, get them into the rotation. Like you said, Tommy, we've got probably 15 or 20 that we rotate through, right. you know, uh, just got cold here in Texas, but, you know, went below 50. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going to be putting the homemade French onion soup on the menu. We're going to be putting, sure. I know this is a fasting podcast and we're talking about food, but you can't fast without the feeding portion. Okay. Sure. So for all of you people out there going, I'm on a 48 hour fast. Why are you talking about food? We're sorry. Just deal with us. Uh, bear with us. Um, yeah. I think the overall message here is pretty important. Yeah, I think having a plan for when you you come off, uh, you know, breaking that that next fast is going to be important. And sometimes it's a matter of like what you have available in your kitchen. You know, you might need to level up some of your tools, like get a new recipe book, get a, you know, like I said, get an Instant Pot or something like that. I'm going to um, include a link um, on this episode to, to one of our favorite um, recipe books that my wife and I use. So, oh great, no, I, yeah, I, I I think if you're if you're not sure where to begin, I think start with your fasting plan. And in, if you're if you're already at that level, then think about the next time you're going to break your fast and have a better plan this time for how you're going to do that. So if you are just getting started, please go to the website, thefastingforlife.com, download the Fast Start Guide so that you can make, make it even easier to get started today. Remove those decisions. Yeah. Remove that decision fatigue. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Tommy's wrap up today's episodes. Thank you all for listening. Um, please drop us a review. We prefer the five star kind, uh, that tells, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and all the places that you listen to the podcast. There's so many now, uh, that Mm -hmm. tells them that we're doing something good and that we can reach more people, get the message out about how powerful the fasting lifestyle is in losing the weight, keeping it off, reversing diabetes, and literally just improving your quality of life. It's what gave you and I our lives back, Tommy. So this is why we talk about it every single week. We appreciate y'all listening. Drop us a review. Tommy, as always, thank you for the conversation, sir. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. 
So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.